ഹക്കീം respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home inshallah ta'ala in tonight's session of dars hadith we will talk on the subject of jihad jihad of sayyidina abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala anhu it is the consensus of all the scholars that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an it is the consensus of all the scholars that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an is that grand sahabi who has never ever missed out from any of the battles jihad conquests with hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam that is privilege given to hazrat abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala and from day one he was always there with huzur alaihi salatu wassalam everywhere he went in fact in some of the battles the battles in which nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not partake he was not part of that jihad then he would appoint hazrat abu bakr siddiq as amir e jaish he would lead the armies sayyidina abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an was a powerful man very strong courageous and a warrior and a great mujahid mujahid in islam and nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam kept him extremely close to him whenever abu sallallahu alaihi wasallam needed to take counsel from his companions mashwara nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam would first take the opinion of hazrat abu bakr siddiq In fact it became such a norm for the companions that whenever Abu sallallahu alaihi wasallam would ask for an opinion all the companions would remain quiet that would include even Hazrat Umar Farooq and they would wait for Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq to give his opinion and when Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala and would give his opinion 
only then the rest of the companions would speak out. This is also the adab, the tartib, that when seniors are there and experienced people are there, those who are uh, extremely great in their knowledge, in their taqwa, then they should be the first ones to answer. They are the privileged people. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Anzilu nasa manazilahum to recognize the rank of each individual is an art. That is why we see some very foolish people who will want to speak with all individuals in the same tone, in the same manner. That for them everybody is equal. Subhanallah al-Azim. That person is an ill character person. This is not the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would do riayat and he would make sure that the person in front of sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had full information of that person and that was the manner of how uh, the, the companions would communicate with each other. So when Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would get an answer from Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala then uh, the doors were open for anybody else to speak. Usually it was always the opinion of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq or Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would take. So not only were both of them related as father-in-laws to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but also close advisors to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We see that when Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the Muhajireen when they migrated to Madinatul Munawwara. Madinatul Munawwara was a place of refuge, a safe haven for the Muslimin, a central point for the believers. And this would make the kuffar, especially mushrikeen in Makkah, they would burn in their hasad deep inside that now Muslims have got uh, another city and in that city full power and authority is given to them why the Ansari all surrendered to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they gave full power to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Qurbani, the sacrifice of the Ansar is incredible they gave everything to their Muhajireen brother, business family, whatever they owned, it was shared by the Muhajir who came with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So for the kuffar to, to see the Muslims uh, gaining strength by the day was difficult to take in. And the very first battle that took place in Madinatul Munawwara, which was the battle of Badr, that battle, the Jihad of Badr, was an incredible event in the history of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described that day as Yawmul Furqan. Furqan ka mana hai, the day in which uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala separates, distinguishes between haqq and batil. The mu'mineen, the muslimin, and those who are kuffar. So that day is described as Yawmul Furqan, the day of Furqan. So it was an incredible moment for the muslimin. 
it was not a battle that Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam premeditated for. It was not meant uh, to be a full-scale war with the kuffar. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed for that to happen and whatever Allah wills happens. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam was uh, a, a Nabi and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed him with divine knowledge. He knew exactly what strategy to enforce at the right time. When he got the information that Abu Sufyan, who was the tycoon of Makkatul Mukarramah, one of the key individuals, key figures that would finance the Mushrikeen of Makkah, and Abu Jahal, Abu Lahab, and all the senior uh, leaders of the Kuffar were nothing compared to him when you look at the wealth that Allah had given Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan at that time was not a Muslim. His caravan was coming back to, returning back to Makkatul Mukarramah and the route that they would take is via Madinatul Munawwara, not into the city but they would cross the borders of Madinatul Munawwara and they would stop in an area to graze their animals and that land would belong to the Ansari companions. So Absalom knew that the caravan of Abu Sufyan is coming and that was uh, full of goods, merchandise, in fact some have said that even weapons were in it, everything was there because he was the main man who gave finance to the Mushrikeen to fight the Muslim, he was the, the one who provoked uh, the situation in Makkatul Mukarramah and those that were poor, slaves, Muslimin, they were punished in Makkatul Mukarramah because of the power of Abu Sufyan that was there. And those that were well to do, they all migrated to Madinatul Munawwara. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave an order that I want you to attack the caravan and to, to capture all the merchandise in the caravan and bring it back to Madinatul Munawwara. This was meant to be uh, something of a deterrent to instill awe and fear in the hearts of the kuffar that Muslims are still powerful, Muslims are still strong. And this was immediately only two years after the hijrat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now Abu Sufyan found out that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam's intention is to attack the caravan. Who is Abu Sufyan? Abu Sufyan's daughter, Umm Habiba, is the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. She embraced Islam, but Abu Sufyan did not. Not at that time. Allah gave him hidayat later on during the conquest Fata of Makkatul Mukarramah. It is said that as the Shaykh Zakaria rahmatullah alayhi has written in his most beautiful kitab, Fazail Amal and Hikayat is Sahaba. There is no second kitab that can be compared to his kitab, Hikayat is Sahaba. It's been translated in English also. In there he quotes that Umm Habiba's father once came to visit um, the, the, the daughter, and the father is Abu Sufyan. As he came to Madinatul Munawwara, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam was not in the Hujra. And the daughter was there, so Abu Sufyan came and he greeted the daughter very quickly uh, 
what he did was that he sat on the bedding of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as he was about to sit Umm Habiba quickly rushed and she said that no 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 you can't sit here wait and she folded the beds of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the bedding and said to her father Ab that you should sit outside there Abu Sufyan, a rich, wealthy, multi-millionaire, if not a billionaire of Makkatul Mukarramah. Everything was owned by him. All the caravans, 80% was owned by him. A man who would import and export, famous. Just like the wealth that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf and Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala. He said to the daughter that I travel all this way to meet you. And this is the hospitality you give to your father. And what does she say? She looks at the father and she says, Oh my father, you are my father, but you are not worthy to sit on the blessed bed of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. You are impure. Allah says in the Quran, Innamal mushrikuna najisun, najasun, that the polytheists, the mushrikeen, they are impure, they are napaq. So to me, you are impure. To me, you are napaq, najasat. The father looked at this and he just went out. This was the love that not only male companions, but even female companions had for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Unprecedented blind love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The slight dishonor, even in the words, uh, it was difficult for the companions to take him. If you remember once, uh, Abu Kuhafa, the father of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, said something uh, with regards to the status and honor of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and the words that he chose were not befitting the, the lofty status of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq slapped the father one shot, pura. <laughs> and he fell down. He fell down. And he went to complain to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that what have you, what, what do you teach my son? Do you teach my son that he should uh, ill treat and slap his father? But this was the love. They could tolerate anything. For the sake of Allah, they had a lot of sabr. But when it came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that was the limit. And this is Iman. And this is the difference between Kufr and Iman. Al-Mar'u ma'a man ahabba. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said, Who you love, you shall be with him on the day of Qiyamah. So if you love Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you would be with him. Amir Mu'awiyah radiallahu ta'ala an in his rule when he was a governor and amir in Syria. Remember that Darul Khilafah had moved from Madinatul Munawwara towards Syria for a long period of time. And there was a man whose name was Hazrat Kabis. Hazrat Kabis had striking features that looked like Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Amir Muawiyah would invite him frequently, every second, third day, Amir Muawiyah would send someone and would say that go and call Kabis. 
and Hazrat Qabis would come, Amir Muawiyah would see him, and Amir Muawiyah would stand up and would kiss Hazrat Qabis on the forehead, and he would say that when I see you, I, uh, you remind me of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That your face was, is like Rasulullah. He was a very pious man, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And every time Hazrat Qabis came, he would give him gifts. And today, what do we do? Uh, when our brothers from Tablighi Jamaat, they come and knock on the door, uh, the son looks, oh, mom, it's one of those guys again, you know. Uh, tell him your daddy's not in. <laughs> tell him your daddy's not in. And especially when the Chanda people come and they knock on the door, and they say, no, we don't trust you. Where is this money going, this and that? Subhanallah al-Azim. But these were great people. Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala an would give him hadiyah every time. Why? Because he looked like Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Incredible people. They loved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Their love for Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam was completely different. We can't even imagine, even if we read, uh, we don't have that power to, to understand the ikhlas they had for the sake of Allah and for the sake of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Abu Sufyan was the father of Umm Habiba and his caravan was coming. When Abu Sufyan found out that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam's plan is to attack the caravan, he quickly sent someone to Makkatul Mukarrama and Abu Sufyan wrote a letter to them, to Abu Jahl, Abu Lahab and all the kuffar that look Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam's intention is to take everything that I have here in the caravan. So I need you to come to my aid quickly. And this is the best opportunity if we are going to crush Muslim power, Muslim authority, for they have only stayed in Medina for two years, so they are still weak. And they were anticipating that there might be some differences of opinion between the Muhajireen and the Ansar when it came to Jihad. Because the Ansar had promised Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that we will give you every safety in Madinatul Munawwara. And they knew that. So the caravan was not in Madinatul Munawwara but on the outskirts of Madinatul Munawwara. So they were thinking that this is the best opportunity. When the Kuffar got this information, they could not refuse Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan was the main man. Abu Sufyan gave them everything. It was also like bribery. So they were prepared. They came armed to the teeth. Everything, armor, the archers were there, horses were there, camels were there. Every, in their time, whatever you would say, technology and modern weapons, everything was gathered. Strong team, men of a thousand marched out of Makkatul Mukarramah to fight against the Muslims. Now this was not even meant to be a full-scale war. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, just meant touch and go. Take the caravan and let the people go, so it may be a warning for the kuffar. When Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam got the information that the kuffar have marched out from Makkatul Mukarramah, Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam gathered the elite companion, all the muhajireen and the ansari, 
companions were there. Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam knew what the Muhajireen would say. So Huzur Alayhi Salatu Wasallam said to them that the Mushrikeen have come out from Makkah to wage war against the Muslimin. What is your opinion? Muhajireen, all of them stood up and they said that we are prepared and we will fight all the way. And the Ansar remained quiet. Now the Ansari companions were thinking that if the Muhajireen have said that we are ready, that means it is one voice for all. Wasallam turned his face to the right where the Ansari companions were and repeated the words. But this is what I want. Do all of you agree? And it was again the Muhajireen saying yes. And Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az understood very quickly and he stood up. Ya Rasulullah, maybe you are alluding to the Ansari companions. We assure you, O Prophet of Allah, that if you tell us to cross the sea, we shall cross the sea on your command. We shall not question you. We are with you, prepared to fight you, to fight with you, to fight the kuffar in Medina or outside Medina to Munawwara. You see, Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's face changed. Subhanallah. And Hazrat Miqdad stood up on behalf of the Ansari companions and says, Ya Rasulullah, we are not like the Jews of Musa alayhi salam. We are, we are not like the Banu Israel, the children of Israel, who said to Musa alayhi salam, Izhab anta wa rabbuka faqatila inna hahuna qa'idun. You and your Lord, O Musa, go into the city. Faqatila, you fight. Inna hahuna qa'idun. We are sitting behind. So we are not that. We will come with you and we will support you fully. Subhanallah al-Azim. sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had a smile to give to the Ansari companions and the Muhajireen. All of them were ready. Now from Makkah to Al-Mukarramah, a team of thousand men, kuffar, fully armed. Fully armed. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's army, how many? 313. It is an incredible number. 313 is the main added number which the Amil use in their Taweez. The companions stood up. All of them. 313. And the night before, the month of Ramadan, some of the Mu'adikheen have said 14th of Ramadan, Yawmul Jumu'ah, Friday. Some have said 17th of Ramadan. In the night, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala is close to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. Absalallahu alayhi wasalam is on his musalla, praying, very much involved, deep into that communication in, 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 with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his dua. And the words that are mentioned in the books of Ahadith. Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, Allahumma anjizli ma wa'attani. Allah, favor me with the promise you give me. Favor me, fulfill for me the promise that you have promised me. Allahumma anjizli ma wa'attani. Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ya Allah, fa'innaka, fa'inna, fa'innaka antuhlaka hazihi al-isaba. Bin Ahlil Islam 
فلن تعبد ابدا او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام that oh allah if your decree is that this band of muslimin 313 the only beacon of light and iman and islam at that time if you decree for them to perish then allah you will not be worshiped in this dunya you will not be worshiped in this dunya this was the level of concentration in the dua so much dua so much dua that absallallahu alayhi wasallam had his chadar covering the shoulders that uh, chadar that covering that shawl also came down and he was crying and weeping and saying allahumma anjizli ma wa'adtani allahumma anjizli ma wa'adtani hadith abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala and could not bear <coughs> the next day was the fight yawm al-furqan he came and he sat next to huzur alayhi salatu wasalam again you see that closeness who would come so close to rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam who deserved khilafat who can take the place of sayyidina abu bakr siddiq abu bakr siddiq lifted up that portion of the chadar and put it back onto the shoulders and whispered into the ears kafaka ya rasulullah it is sufficient o prophet of allah your lord has listened to you your lord will listen to you i have no doubt that the dua you have made allah will listen to you victory is for the muslimin victory is for the muslimin absallallahu alayhi wasallam stopped and then he stood up and he said to the companions and look at the miracle the mu'jiza of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam absallallahu alayhi wasallam took the companions and he said so and so leader of the kafir he will die here on this spot sallallahu alaihi wasallam showed them wo jo kisi ka intikal wo kisi ko mark dete hain na wo the cid you know they make that marking of that <laughs> dead person like that ab sallallahu alaihi wasallam was actually marking it that this leader mushrik will be here and he said to us abu bakr said come here look that leader will be here he will be here he will be there he will be there that person will be there that person will be there wallahi alazim my respected brothers and elders muhaddisin have said not and not a millimeter of difference from where huzur alayhi salatu wasalam pointed at the end of the battle every kafir was there in that state died in that manner where nabi karim sallallahu alayhi wasalam pointed out that this is where he will be subhanallah subhanallah this is the mu'jiza of hazrat nabi karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam when the day started the battle between the muslims and the kuffar ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam was a great mujahid himself and huzur alayhi salatu wasallam first decided that i will be right in the front line so in in the time of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam going back to the 7th century warfare was a bit different fighting it was sufuf one saf to another saf one saf to another saf and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned that in the quran inna allah yuhibbu alladhina yuqatiluna fi sabilihi saffa allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the saf of those who come to the masjid who are believers and another saf allah likes inna allah yuhibbu alladhina yuqatiluna fi sabilihi saffa and this saf is the name of one surah in the quran surah 
Saf, Surah Saf in the 28th Mu'arah. Safan ka'annahum, ka'annahum bunyanun marsus. Subhanallah. So that Saf is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Huzur alayhi salam. First, this is the first battle. Ansari muhajireen are there. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood there. The muhajireen, the Ansari companions came close to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam and they said, Ya Rasulullah, our mashwara is that you remain behind and we want you to uh, have a, we'll, we'll pitch up a tent for you on the top where the slope of the hill is so that you can have uh, an overview, a complete view of the battlefield and from there you can tell us what you want us to do. So this will be the best strategy. Wasallam took their mashwira, went back, and who was the bodyguard of Rasulullah Wasallam? Did Rasulullah need a bodyguard? No, he did not need a bodyguard. But this was the closeness. Wasallam's personal bodyguard was none other than Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. A single man, Hazrat Ali would say, to his congregation that who is the most brave and courageous from the companions and all of them would say Anta, you, Asadullah, the Lion of Allah, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and he says no, the most brave and courageous is Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, I have seen him that he was making tawaf of the, the shelter of Rasulullah protecting Rasulullah from the archers and protecting him from snipers and protecting Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam from all directions with one sword walking round and round making sure nobody comes and the kuffar knew exactly where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was so they wanted to break the wall of the muslimin to go straight to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the one man was protecting Huzur alayhi salam that was Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq inshallah I won't take much of your time in, in the time of Rasulullah fighting warfare was a bit different it was a lot about pride and power and strength they sit in their palace and let them go Find any old man from the streets, train him for six months, put him in the front line, go. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, tartib. And when you see these orientalists uh, and all these uh, westerners criticizing Huzur alayhi salatu was salam's strategy of jihad, and it, it, it was always more on the defensive side to protect the boundaries and the hudud of Islam and there are so many conditions before any army would be mobilized to any territory, any country so there are laws inshallah uh, maybe uh, if, if we have time we will uh, cover that also Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was there Mushrikeen formed the line, Muslimin formed the line and they would take one step out from the front saf and the kuffar would boast and say, Man, who wants to wrestle us? And three or four or five would come forward. And nobody would fight. First it was a fight between the individuals. Three came out, Utba, Shaiba and Walid, powerful wrestlers of the Qureshi people at that time with their sword. And they said, 
we come out first, we challenge the Muslimin. 313 to 1000, they were so confident, so confident. Allahu Akbar. Inshallah, in, in the next session we will talk about some of the jinns also. Three of them came out, and three of the Ansari companions came out. Look at the arrogance and pride of the Kuffar. When they looked at the Ansari companions coming out from the Saf to fight them, they said to them that, who are you? You are not from Makkah, we don't even recognize you. Have you ever fought in a battle? Do you know what fighting is? We want three that are equivalent to us. We are. It would be shameful for us to fight you. This was takabbur to the limit. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam looked at them and said to them, right, three of the Ansari go back. Now, who does Huzur alayhi salatu was salam choose? His family members. Who? Close family members of Rasulullah in the front line to go and fight first. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam looks and he says, Ya Ali, stand up. Ali stood up, subhanallah, with his sword. Hazrat Ali would only want that. Hazrat Umar Farooq was very different. Hazrat Umar Farooq wanted to be there in the middle of everything. It is said that when the Kuffar would persecute the, the Muslims in Makkah, Hazrat Umar Farooq wanted to be part of that so that he would feel that I am also being rewarded by Allah. But nobody would bully him. So he would actually go and knock on the doors of the Kuffar and say, look, la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, what are you going to do? So they would actually look at Hazrat Umar Farooq and shut the door. Now who wants to mess around with Hazrat Umar Farooq? So this is what he would do. He was so sincere and honest. He would actually, if he, he saw once Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq crying with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he came from behind. He says, Ya Abu Bakr, tell me, tell me why you are crying. If it is a good reason that you are crying, then I will also cry. Because I don't want to be deprived from the good deeds that you are earning. And if I can't cry, then I will make a face like someone who cries. So Abu Bakr Siddiq, so this was his nature. He wanted to be part of everything. So when he saw on one side Hazrat Bilal being punished, so and so slaves being punished, Hazrat Umar Farooq would walk in the streets of Makkah untouched, untouched. They knew very well that he was a Muslim, but untouched, nobody would come close to him. So he found that very strange. He thought that maybe there's something wrong with my Iman. So he would actually go and knock on the doors of the Kuffar and say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. sahaba kiram as So he said, Hazrat Ali, stand up. Hazrat Ali with his sword, and his sword was very, very heavy. They say that some of the companions who carried the most, the heaviest swords, Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala, famous for his sword, massive sword. Hazrat Ali's sword was very heavy. Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala sword was very, very heavy. Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala was an expert. It is said that he would never ever uh, climb onto the back of an animal if the animal was in one position. He would make sure that the horse was running or the, the camel was running. And whilst in that state of speed, he would jump onto the animal. And he was an archer also. Very strong people. So Ali took out his sword. And when they saw Atba, Walid, Shaiba saw that Hazrat Ali has come out. 
And then Rasulullah said, Hamza, stand up. And Hazrat Hamza stood up. And Hazrat Hamza was the partner of who? Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. Both Hazrat Hamza and Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam would train in, in the front uh, uh, yard of Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam after Asr Salah. He was the one who would carry the two sided blade. Dodhari Talwar. Hazrat Hamza stood up. And then there was one more position. All the companions were there. Possibly it's me. Possibly it's me. Rasulullah says, Ubaidah, you stand. So now, these were all muhajireen, equal to the mushrikeen who they wanted. And this is who they wanted. So, the three in front and the three of the mushrikeen, it is said that the battle started. And nobody, they were fair, nobody would do anything until the fight between the three was at a complete. Whoever died, died. If a Muslim was shaheed, he was shaheed. It is said that Hazrat Ali took on the first fight. And Hazrat Ali very quickly killed that kafir. Hazrat Hamza came, Hazrat Hamza killed also that kafir. Now 313, 1002 already dead. Now Hazrat Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala and had Utbah to fight. Utbah was also strong, Hazrat Ubaidah was also strong. Both of them injured each other. And both of them fell down on the ground, injured. So Hazrat Ubaidah is on the ground, injured completely. And Utbah, Mal'oon, he is also on the ground. And nobody was there. The, the two kafirs were dead also. Hazrat Hamza and Hazrat Ali came and they, they picked up Hazrat Ubaidah uh, and uh, put him on one side. And they came and they killed the third kafir that was there. But Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala and eventually he also passed away and was shaheed in that injury that he had received. So only then now the battle starts between the Muslimin and the Kuffar inshaAllah ta'ala. If Allah wills, we will continue with this in the next session. Wa akhiru dawana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabilumi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna inna kanta tawab rahim Rabbi ghfir warham wa anta khayru rahimin Rabbi ghfir warham wa anta khayru rahimin Sami'na wa ta'na ghufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masir Bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin